The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Street champ! And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Monday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company live from the star in Frisco, Texas in the SWBC studios. Welcome in, everybody. We have an earlier edition of the show this week because... This guy right here, Nick Harris, is going to the yeah. NFL Combine. Sorry, guys. John Machota is already at the NFL Combine, and Isaiah Stanback is climbing mountains in Mount Kilimanjaro currently. So yeah. uh, we'll see. Which one do you feel like is more productive? Is it the NFL Combine trip, or is it the fact that Isaiah is climbing mountains, or the fact that I'm a father I of was, three? Dang, I was just about to say neither. <laughs> the fact that you I feel had like triplets it's been a, over the weekend. A weird week for talking <laughs> Cowboys, but yeah, it's it's definitely a little bit of a different feel for sure. Yeah, how's it feeling? <laughs> It's good. So, yeah. Lorena uh, gave birth to three healthy triplets. Uh, Love to hear it. 30 weeks on the dot on Friday. Uh, she's probably going to say something a little bit uh, because we haven't really released names yet. But if you're watching Talking Cowboys, you're you're a part of the family. And so, uh, I'll give you the first names. We have Leo, Michael. Those are the two boys. Yep. And they are identical boys. And then we've got Noel. So those are yeah. that's my baby girl. So proud dad. You got the dad gang going on here. I'm, go. I'm I'm ready to rock. And babies and mama are doing great. Uh, I'm back at work right now because we have much more capable NICU uh, NICU family taking care of our babies at the moment. And then uh, mama's doing great. So that's awesome. Yeah, everything's awesome. awesome. We're super blessed and uh, just continue to to appreciate the support from everybody and all the prayers and love that that talking Cowboys and Cowboys Nation have sent our way. Uh, I feel like it's the new Cowboys triplets. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what we keep calling them. <laughs> so uh, really excited. I don't have any pictures to show you right now just because they're they're in the NICU and things like that. I might show you some some feet some fo- footprints we've nice. got some footprints coming up soon we got Very those cool. this morning so uh we'll, we'll probably show that soon but everything's yeah. good man yeah i love to hear it it's love a different it. a different way of life i was talking with beamer beforehand beamer has some some children as well and, and of course has been a dad for a long time and i've always looked up to chris beam and so we were even talking about how crazy it gets at times yeah. and uh it's it's going to be a blast and they have no choice but to be cowboys fans so. yeah i remember back in like week gosh i think it was like week five or week six uh kyle had facetimed me and uh <laughs> I, I knew that he was going they were going in for an ultrasound and he typically doesn't facetime me so he's facetiming me he's like guess what and i'm thinking in the back of my mind oh my god he's oh, having no. twins and i was like <laughs> are you having twins he's like i'm having triplets i was like you got to be kidding me so <laughs> it's crazy how fast it went man it's uh it's, it's cool to see him here here, but uh, we better stop talking personal life or the YouTubers are going to be very upset that we're talking about our personal yeah, life on here. That's okay. We'll talk plenty <laughs> of Cowboys football. We've got, uh, it's an off-season edition. It's yeah, a little absolutely. bit different. Yeah. Uh, if you want to be a part of the conversation, though, 817-290-3298 is our text line. We're not going to take any calls today. We've done that the last couple weeks. We'll, we'll get back at it uh, when we have a full crew in here, but 817-290-3298. Send us some text messages uh, as we'd love to hear from you and, and kind of get rolling before we really get into anything else we got to get some news and notes yeah 
what what's going on around Cowboys Nation? Right? Man, I feel like there's so much that that we could dive into. We could talk about uh, staff hires. I don't feel like we really dove into that uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, Mike Zimmer's been able to fill out his defensive staff, and uh, there was also an offensive assistant hire that was had over the uh, or not over the weekend, but last week, and still expecting about one more hire as possibly a quality control guy that would actually be able to kind of pitch in on both sides of the ball. Uh, but we'll go ahead and start on the offensive side of the ball with uh, that that hire that was made uh, basically just an offensive assistant will harriger uh, was an offensive assistant on the staff last year he took the quarterbacks coach job with the carolina panthers uh, on that new staff so uh, replacing him was the boston college offensive coordinator uh, steve shimko and uh, shimko he comes in after one season as coordinator for the eagles up there in boston um Excuse me. He was dealing with a uh, um, a freshman quarterback, but had one of the top rushing offenses in the ACC last year. So being able to just kind of bring that influence into the building, and it's actually kind of funny. We had seen um, we had kind of seen him around the building even a little bit before it got it got announced, and mm-hmm. he even has a, a baby as well. Maybe that's something y'all can uh, y'all hey, can, we can y'all connect can bond on. Um, and then the defensive staff kind of getting filled out over the course of the last couple of weeks. Um, with uh, Greg Ellis coming back into the building as an assistant defensive line coach, I think that's pretty fun for for Cowboys fans. Former first round pick in 1998, and he uh, has experience coaching uh, head coaching stops at Texas College out in Tyler and uh, Southwest Assemblies of God University down in Waxahachie. Uh, one on the NIA, NAIA level, uh, so it's 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 pretty cool to see him be able to bounce back into the coaching ranks and then get elevated with his first NFL opportunity uh, with the Cowboys. I think it's going to be fun. So assistant def- defensive line coach Ellis will be. He'll work with uh, Jeff Zagonina, uh, who is the new Cowboys defensive line coach, uh, replacing Aiden Dirty. He comes from the Washington Commanders, uh, and he'll be able to bring uh, kind of a, a more physical approach, I think, up front. And, you know, Aiden Dirty did an awesome job during his time, and I think it'll be a seamless transition there. And then I talked about it on the show a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I think for this defensive staff, they need to be able to bring in a guy who specializes in the run game. Yeah. Uh, last staff under Dan Quinn, they had the pass game coordinator with Joe Witt Jr. I would I was saying let's use that spot for a run game type of guy. They must have been listening to Talking Cowboys because Paul uh, Paul Gunther uh, is now coming in as the uh, team's run game coordinator. Uh, over 20 years of experience in the NFL, he's uh, worked a lot with Mike Zimmer uh, in Cincinnati and in Minnesota. Um, he's worked as a linebackers coach uh, under Zimmer, and um, he's he's worked so many different places as well. He's with the Raiders as a defensive coordinator uh, from 2018 to 2020, so brings a lot of experience. Uh, I think it's a pretty interesting staff that's kind of filled out defensively. I think it's going to work for those guys up front. You can tell that there is an emphasis of focusing in on that front seven and uh, uh, being able to get as, mu- as much as you can out of that over the course of not only the offseason, but next season as well. I think that has to be the focus. I mean, you look at the secondary, right? And you got two all pros there, or three if you want to count Stephon Gilmore if he's back. You got Stephon Gilmore, Trayvon Diggs, Deron Bland. Then you look in the uh, the safety group with uh, Malik Hooker and Donovan Wilson. We'll see what they do with J. Ron Curse as well. You know, that, that group is kind of managing itself at this point. Now there needs to be a focus up front. Uh, you're losing a couple of bodies on the defensive line. The linebacker position is super scarce. You're going to have yep. to be able to add multiple bodies there uh, this offseason. So there's going to be a lot of fresh faces up front, basically is what I'm saying. You want to be able to bring some guys in on the coaching staff that can help uh, assimilate those guys, but also get the most out of them in the run game as well. I, I feel like for a lot of Cowboys fans, and if you want to see all of the all of the hires top to bottom and see their names in writing, you can look on DallasCowboys.com. Uh, about a week ago, they had a, a great article that kind of outlined all the moves. But uh, which one do you feel like is the most impactful? 
just to to take a name out of that list and to put a, a really an impact to the name, which one do you feel like rocks the boat more than others? It's Gunther for me. I think mm-hmm. being able to bring in a guy that's a, a run game coordinator like that and specializes in the run game, uh, we've seen what he's done during his career as being able to uh, uh, work with uh, the front seven, work with guys up front, and be able to stop the run. That is what he does. And so being able to bring in a guy like that who's at his – that's his sole focus, I think that's a huge hire for these guys. That's awesome to hear about. And, and I think there's – there's ways that this staff can take a step forward. Is it going to take a step forward from a turnover standpoint, from a, a flash standpoint, and a lot of times maybe even a success overall? Probably not. I mean, yeah. it's the first year of a new staff. It's going to be different than what we've seen previously under Dan Quinn. However, I, I, there's a lot of good things that this staff is going to be able to bring to the table. And it, 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 it depends on how you can fit in those players to how you're going to play those players right yeah I would argue the success overall point though just because of the personnel that Dan Quinn was dealing with last year Mm -hmm. Um, only having one true linebacker and having to deal with injuries uh, in the interior defensive line as well and having to rotate a lot of guys in I think not necessarily the staff for sure but I'm I'm saying like success overall I think that's that's certainly a part of it we're going to compare at the end of the year what Mike Zimmer's defense looked like and how many yards he gave up in total defense compared to what Dan Quinn gave up in 2023 Mm -hmm. And I think if, if, if you're doing that, you kind of have to take personnel into equation. And I think there's going to be a huge emphasis this offseason into adding depth right down the middle of the defense. Uh, that's adding a body in the interior defensive line or two, adding a body or two uh, or three <laughs> into the linebacking core, adding a safety or two into that uh, that back group as well. So I, I think personnel will play into Zimmer's favor a little bit more. Uh, I'm curious to see how they attack uh, defending the run because we know Zimmer can defend the pass. We know this defense in the secondary can defend the pass. Not worried about that. How can they approach defending the run this offseason? That's going to be a big one. Yeah, no doubt about that. And, uh, of course, personnel plays a factor. And in doing and building your personnel side of things, you need to have cap space. And the cap ballooned a little bit this past week. A little bit. Yeah, NFL announced a record change in the cap hit. It went from $225 million last year, just under 225 And it takes a jump all the way up to 254 now, does this solve all your problems? No, it does not. You yeah. still have to finagle the cap and kind of work back and forth and massage that number to get it down. And there's ways to do that pretty quickly, uh, one of which being a Dak Prescott extension. But when you saw this this number, did you have the same reaction that I did saying, okay, this is uh, this is a lot easier of a path moving forward for this Cowboys team to get under that cap. It's a Taylor Swift effect, right? Is that what it is? <laughs> That's the, what people on Twitter were trying to say. I see the smirk starting to, starting to work its way up. I, I, you, yeah. you were waiting, waiting, waiting. That's a dad joke that I should have made. Yeah, dude. it is. Come it is. Now. It is. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think it it helps the Cowboys, yes, but also you could kind of look. I, I think there's pros and cons to it. The pros, yeah, you have more cap space. Yes, you have a little bit more room to be able to uh, you know, work Dak Prescott's extension and work um, you know, bringing in some free agents, but also also, kind of something that I was kind of diving into over the weekend is how this is going to affect tier two free agents because yeah. those tier one free agents are just going to get a bigger bag at this point because that cap is bigger. So those tier two guys, they kind of get left in that limbo of, okay, do we pick up some of that extra revenue as well? Or do we kind of stay where we're at despite this record changing salary cap move? And I think based on what the Cowboys have done re- in, in recent times under Jerry Jones in this front office during free agency, you know, that they 
they live in that tier two range. So how does that kind of affect what they do at the linebacker position, running back position, um, even in the secondary or defensive line? I think there's a lot of different uh, equations you could throw out for guys they might go grab in free agency. But I don't think necessarily that it's just like an immediate positive. I think it's going to take some playing out. We're going to see how free agency plays out. I think it's going to be an interesting free agency cycle here in the building. Uh, but we'll, we'll kind of see here in about a month how that ends up shaking. So you feel like, uh, of course, the top end guys, the guys that are going to set the market, are going to get that pay yeah. regardless I because think so. they're setting yeah. the market. So it's going to be tougher on teams to build that second level. But isn't that just as important? I mean, to get yeah. a bigger piece of depth to put it in that piece of the pie of the salary cap. I mean, if you're looking at teams that have been successful lately, yeah, those are the teams that have that second level of player, right? Yeah, absolutely. That, that have that. They depth. have the front level too. They have the Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, they have yeah. the Travis Kelseys, but they also have the draft picks that kind of add in there. And then you, you add in different additions along the way that you build that second level of talent. The 49ers, for example, you've got Brock Purdy. Sure. He's on that quarterback friendly yeah. deal that, that rookie contract, but then you've got guys around him that aren't getting paid top dollar money that are making significant impacts at yeah. the second level. I'm trying to think off the top of my head of a team that pays, you know, a few stars or a handful of stars, a lot of money, but don't really have that second level, uh, those second tier type of guys. And they can't make a playoff run as a result. Kind of sounds think like it. the New York Yankees. At, there you go. Sure. Let's, let's, mean, even though they don't have a salary cap, but yeah, 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 yeah no yeah. salary cap there, but I mean, that's uh, just kind of how they've yeah. been, but or yeah, the Mets, the Mets are there too. There you go. There you go. Either of them, but, um, or the angels, I guess you could say, yeah, that's good um, one too. But, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting kind of balance that the front office is going to have to play as far as, okay, we can't really go big game hunting because they don't have that much room. Whether they get a DAC extension done or not, that's able to restructure things. But I think living in that Tier 2 range, how does that kind of affect where um, uh, who, what, what kind of guys they can go grab? And also are those guys kind of feeling like they will be wanting more than what they are going to be receiving? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be an interesting back and forth with those second tier guys, not only with the Cowboys and their front office and those guys, but the entire league. I, I'm curious to see how that shakes out. And I can hear it now, just kind of the buzzing in my ear of Cowboys nation saying, isn't that uh, different than the all in approach that Jerry Jones is <laughs> yeah. wanting to talk about? Cause you just said it, you can't go big game hunting because you're in this specific cap spot. How do you get in a spot to where you can go do that? Um, is it all just extensions and finagling? And yeah, you just yeah. got to find a way Working to massage the cap. The cap. And I, I will say, Stephen Jones has always said, you know, we have ways to manage the cap, and they've done a pretty good job of it in the past. Yeah, uh, there's been times when they've been kind of in a similar situation as the Saints are this offseason, where the Saints are going in to the offseason eighty million dollars over cap, and they're just slowly working and restructuring and doing deals to try to uh, get get back under, and it's it's working out for them. But uh, I, I say that to say that Stephen Jones kind of has those same knacks, and I think with with what they can do with the cap room i feel like if there is a guy that they have mutual interest and the price tag is maybe a little higher than what they expected going into free agency they can they can get that to work they can figure that one out i think if any position they do go and and grab a big game type uh, a free agent it's going to be linebacker i think there's a huge emphasis around this building as towards a, a getting a big time linebacker that can stop the run i know i mentioned aziz al shair on um mm-hmm. uh, the uh, draft show last week I, that's that would be my guy a guy that can come in and stop the run that's one of the better run stopping uh, uh, linebackers in free agency this offseason would love to see what he can bring to this team there's a lot going on there any 
other news and notes before we take our first break man uh no i think we're good i think we're good i think we can, I think we can leave ones? it to think of what that there you go i love it so cap hit goes from 225 to 255 a 30 million dollar jump and certainly something that the cowboys could look forward to another thing the cowboys are looking forward to is the nfl draft coming up in about 60 days we've got a lot to talk about when it comes to the draft of course we've got the draft show coming up tomorrow but for our Talking Cowboys listeners, we'll get you caught up on what you might have missed on that other podcast that Nick and I are a part of. We'll talk about that when we come back right after this with more Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys, and now he's on his phone on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. This portion of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Spent the last week in the hospital with, with Lorena every day because they have Quaker Oats. It's on the, Let's the hospital, uh, the breakfast menu. Isaiah will be happy. Got it done. I've had my oats in for a week straight. Trying to Isaiah's going to come back from Africa. You're, e- you're eating you're eating oats. You have triplets. It's just going to be a whole different life whole around different, here. Yeah. Whole different. I don't even know if he knows yet. John might start eating breakfast. Yeah, John. John's going to become a breakfast connoisseur. It's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't even know if Isaiah knows yet. He doesn't have a ton of internet access out there. Yeah. So he he may just not have any. I've idea. seen him pop in on Instagram here and there, and it's actually every been once really in a cool. while. Yeah. If y'all yeah. aren't fo- following Isaiah Sam back on Instagram, he's actually got some really cool. I don't know if it's behind the scenes because it's actually what he's doing out yeah. there in, in, in Africa. Man, I've really got questions cool about that. By the way, what's your question about it, B? Well, the first one he posted, they were start, they were camping out the first night. Yeah. And he shows a picture where they were headed. And I'm like, that's a 
pretty good distance away. Like, could you guys get a little closer? Like, yeah. Does that make sense? Like, can you drive closer and then do it? Yeah, I, it has looked a little bit different than what I anticipated. You know what I'm like, I mean, he showed a shot of it, and it's like it's in the distance. Yeah, I'm like, could they not like pull a little closer before they get out of the car? Yeah, well, maybe they maybe they ran out of like cell service or something. <laughs> so I mean, it, you know how it goes. You, you you're a big mountain climber yourself, Beam, right? I think Nick even just walked in the back, so he's he's muting his mic back there. But yeah, uh, follow Isaiah on there. He's he's doing great work out there um, in Kilimanjaro, and and really excited to have him back on the show uh, next week. All right, NFL Combine week is here. Have Let's you go. checked into your flight already? I saw I saw the notification <laughs> on your phone. Get off my phone, man. <laughs> I saw. Uh, oh, look at here. We got Nick okay, Eatman and Josh some, Rodriguez hopping on. We got some people. What's up, everybody? In. Now. It'd be great to know. What's up? That I'm on the show today. <laughs> you're on. Hey, you're on the show today, Josh. Yeah, yeah I yeah. just found out like four seconds ago that I just decided. I was like, we're you're, going you're in. You're just going to pop you know on what? and make I'm it happen? happen? What's the hat mean? It says dad game. What does that mean? That's what it says. It's because I'm a <laughs> father of triplets. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how long into the show did we go oh. in before, like first second? Like 30 seconds. Yeah, at least, yeah. yeah we yeah. were talking about how it's combine week. John's already out there. Nick's checking into his flight as we speak. Oh, and yeah. Then, uh, and then Isaiah's climbing mountains, and I was saying, which one's the most productive out of it? And Nick was about to just blurt it out. He'd be like, you had triplets. So that was a quick thing. Yeah. But Congratulations, man. Thanks, dude. Congrats. Yeah, I appreciate wow. it. It's a whole lot of fun. Yeah? It's, it's great. It, yeah, it's a whole lot of fun. Guys, his <laughs> eyes are halfway closed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It's been a lot over the last couple of days, but it's been good. Yeah. It's been good Blink stuff, if you but. need hope. You know, <laughs> yeah, blink if I need sleep. That's what it's going to turn into. But... Um, yeah, we were we were just about to start talking about the combine and, and going into oh, NFL uh, Combine Week. So I'm Nick, yeah, <laughs> appreciate you for hopping on. Before we get into it, though, we were talking about the salary cap in our last segment, and that was kind of our initial conversation. How much does the balloon salary cap help this team to finagle to get under that, and also keep that Jerry Jones quote unquote all in approach? Yeah, you know, for me, like it. I always think that it doesn't help as much as you think because the pie just is bigger for everybody. Yeah. But what it does help is before the market starts, like before March, that's where, okay, there's a couple things you want to do. You can kind of, you know, get done a little bit, maybe re-sign some players because once the once the market opens for everyone, then everyone's got, you know, those teams that have a lot of money, now they got a lot of money. You know, and so I think it's just going to set the market because it's such a balloon, like you said. I think it's just going to set it a little higher, you know, more uh, players that are going to get more than you thought, probably. And so I don't know if it helps them that much. Um, and and beforehand, it might help, but once the once the you know really starts in March, I don't think it helps that much. Yeah, I think it makes signing CD and Micah more realistic. Mm-hmm. I think that, that's which kind is, of where I'm at, which is pre. You know, which is things you could do yeah, before. Yeah. Right, season. right. You're I, right, yeah. I just think it makes it a little more like, all right, now now we know where how that's going to work yeah. out. Um, as far as going all in free agent-wise, I don't know how much that really changes our outlook. And that was kind of what you were saying. Is mm-hmm. Top-end contracts are going to still be top-end contracts. They're still going to continue to set the market. Yeah. CD, Micah are those top contracts. Then you, you extend Dak Prescott to – Probably make him a very highly paid player as well, more so than even what he is now, just to extend it out and to take that cap hit down for this season. But there's there's ways you can free up the cap even with getting those deals done. 
I don't think this happens, but there is a reality out there that this team starts in 2024 with the highest paid quarterback in the league, the highest paid receiver in the league, and the highest paid defensive player in the league. Ooh. Which one uh, do you feel like is outside of Dak? Which one do CD. you feel like is more likely? Is CD? Yes, yeah, CD. I think say, CD gets done this offseason. I think Micah gets done next When you say season. highest paid, you're not talking about cap charge for this year. Yeah, total obviously. total value. Yeah, total, total value. Of which the is contract. fine, too, because yeah. the reason why they do it and give them that is is so they could have <laughs> the cap charge would be very low. But it also says you're the highest paid. You yeah. know, at some point, you're going to be the highest paid. That's what I always thought was funny about quarter, about Dak's deal when he signed it, $40 million a year. Mm-hmm. Well, his first year, his cap charge was like, two and then the second year <laughs> yeah. was like 11 and then like 21 and you're like at some point like we, it's gonna be in the 50s or 60s and now and we're at some here point. we are here we are <laughs> yeah that didn't take long either and he wouldn't be the first one in the nfl to have that 50 number you look tired name. thanks dude appreciate <laughs> it no you just you, you look t- yeah I, I saw yesterday a little bit but yeah, yeah. You, you definitely look you look tired uh Seems like there's it's not even like the start of it yet. Though. Not, That's yeah. the thing is like I haven't even I mean, yeah, we've had like nurses and doctors and everything in and out of the room the last like three days. But other than that, like also your emotions, decent. too. It's not that just like being true. awake. It's also like the emotions of it all. Dude, and, like, the adrenaline of Friday is something I will I don't think I'll ever experience again. Like it was I mean, it was 152. They made the call. And then by 305, I had three children. That, what about crazy. when we next February when we've won the Super Bowl? Though? That adrenaline might. might might get okay. close, but okay. it won't get there. Sorry, right. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Cowboys Nation. You texted wow. me. It's be three Super Bowls. He texted me and said, uh, "So you know, it's funny how things change. Uh, it's happening. It's happening today." Yeah. And I was like, "Like now, now?" And you're like, "As in, I'm walking over there now." Yeah. Like, yeah, this walking is to the OR. That is what's happening. Yeah. It was crazy. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome. But and he was calling games the next day. Yeah. Come I mean, on, man. That's the thing. And I said this earlier, like diapers. with them being in the NICU. Make some money, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Those diapers are expensive. Uh with with them being in the NICU, there's not really a whole lot I can do from a hands on approach other than provide great support and, and mm-hmm. continue to make sure that Lorena's taken care of. Um so when it gets to that point where they're coming home, I was like, I'll disappear. Like, that's when you'll see me not on shows and you'll, you, yeah. won't, you'll, you won't see me on certain coverage and things like that. But that's when they go home. And that's still a couple weeks away. Or yeah. A number of weeks away at this point. So, um, yeah, I'll be around Plus, for a little bit more. You didn't get, you I derailed can't get rid it. of me. So I derailed quickly. it again. We were talking, we were talking salary <laughs> cap and I went to that. Sorry. All those YouTube comments are going to be all yeah, over. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> They're going to be honest today. That's going to be bad. We you, can't wait. You know, I, this is a, and I'm, you guys might've already talked about this a little bit, but do you think that the all in approach I don't think I don't think they're ever going to go all in to what the fans are thinking is all in, you know. Sure. But but do you think signing one of those and I say three running backs, it might be more than that. Do you think signing one of those guys is would kind of be in that neighborhood of all in like if it's a Barkley or it's a Jacobs or Henry of course. Yeah, Henry's the the big one. Yeah. I I think it would help I still want help at the linebacker position, too, prior to the draft. And I, I don't think that yeah. may be a splash signing. That's still one that I think is necessary, though. Yeah, I think if you get one of those three guys, I think that would fit the fans' mold for sure. Mm-hmm. But what, what does necessarily all-in look like? Is it going to get a running back from one of those three guys? And then going to get one of these run-stopping linebackers, I mentioned a Al Shire in the last segment, getting a guy like that as well. But then you're, then you're working with the cap at that point. But 
I think going all in and in, in some ways there's some approach. Free agency is the first opportunity to do that. True. But what does that look like for this front office? Yeah, and it's, we don't know. And it's a and it's a term that that is not used. And I mean, it's a term that doesn't really apply. Yeah. Because all in means we're gonna we're I'm pushing in, and if I don't if I don't get this jack on the river here, then I'm I'm going home. You're done. Yeah. And Jerry and Steven aren't going home. Yeah. <laughs> They're just gonna. To They're you. gonna put in some more. To you, when was the last time they went all in? Dion? I've never seen it. I never seen never it. seen it. I haven't seen them go all in. Yeah. You don't think Dion was an where all in move? Where it's one year or bust. You, you either get it done or you're rebuilding. Well, I wasn't here for that when when they got him in '95. Well, I just mean like, and that was a great team. Yeah. I mean, I get. Okay, I'll say this: when you trade next year's one, let me let me change that. Mm-hmm. When you trade next year's one, to me, that's a that's a that's a form of going all in. Mm-hmm. When 2018, I think they realized they had a pretty good team. They just didn't have any receivers. So they went and got Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. And that turned him around. And they've done it a couple times. I mean, they did it. Um, yeah, I guess I'll take that back. I mean, when they did Joey Galloway, they traded yeah. two number ones for Joey Galloway. They were going all in. He tore his ACL in his first game. Yeah, so tough. Yeah. <laughs> that one was brutal. Yeah. The. The all-in approach, it doesn't have to be a first-round pick. Yeah. Right? But it does have to be a a considerable effort to do more than what is the norm. Right? Uh, And and I mean, like, a lot more than what is the norm around Cowboys Nation. I think it would take something like that, a move like that, where you go get an established star, you go get an established individual in the league, and you you find a way to, to supplement it with draft picks somehow. Uh, this but time around, don't you think a part of going all in the the phrasing of that doesn't that also mean sort of mortgaging your future in a way? Sure, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. And I, I I don't think, granted, he said that in a way. Yeah, I don't see that necessarily happening. I see like the the money for sure, but as far as draft picks go, high draft picks for you know years to come, I don't see that being a thing because this team relies so heavily on the draft. Yeah, that um, I don't see early picks going at this we, point we've talked about how they cut they need to pick up another pick at some point exactly that, that fourth round is obviously staring at you right in the face yeah. as far as they don't have one there and you would love to have one in this draft specifically i think you could probably see them trade either on draft day or beforehand trade some uh, a future pick to pick up a fourth or a third or a fifth mm-hmm. whatever uh and just kind of go from there i think that's maybe where you could see some pick movement but other than that i don't see giving up a high value pick like a first or second round pick to go pick up a player i just don't see that right now but and do you think you could still go all in Without, yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. It depends on what you do in free agency, though. We'll That's know it. in about a month if all in means what we think it means. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. it's it's different for different teams. Yeah, do, are we trying to do an LA Rams all in? Or? <laughs> exactly. That's that's a much different one. That's exactly. A much one. So. What does all in mean to you? This is a good question for the the text line eight one seven two nine zero three two nine eight. What would an all in off season look like to you? And give us your opinion. I'm, I'm just kind of interested to see how that that lies, because you're talking about trading to reacquire picks this year and to add to the pool this year. That's certainly wagering your future for something that's going to cost you more now and and help you out now. But I think it's more likely they trade back from the 24th overall yeah. pick. That's accumulate also picks. I don't think that's an all-in approach because, if anything, you're investing in your future more than you are mm-hmm. investing in what you can do right now by trading backwards out of the first round. But I think it's more likely you do that because you need those spots. You need that mm-hmm. second level of talent that we were just talking about that could be affected by the cap ballooning 
and you just running out of that cap space. I'll tell you what, I've I've seen ten tackles that I think can go in the first round, and I, I'm also kind of throwing Graham Barton and Troy Fountaineau in that equation as well. Those are two guys that have interior flex, but I, I see ten guys. If you're looking at pick. 17 18 and probably only five of those guys have gone start getting on the phones let's mm-hmm. let's let's start trading back and i think if you can get back four or five six spots you can still pick up one of those guys and get what you want it going in uh, also and it's happened twice before is, is is there a quarterback that's gonna fall yeah is there a guy that 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 everyone's surprised i mean how many quarterbacks are going in the top five it's probably three. That's what I was thinking. I mean, I mean, in the top five, it'll be yeah. three. It'll be Williams, How about in the top May, 10? Daniels, top ten. That's where we start talking about JJ McCarthy. Does he? Because okay. I've seen him go seventh overall. I've seen him go late second round. Same thing oh. with so like, Penix too, huge, right? Penix. Penix more so, I think, is comfortably second. I think he would have to have a huge combo. Let me let me wow. clarify before people are assuming that I'm talking about the Cowboys drafting. I'm saying, I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. Was I've seen it before. It's happened twice. Players, back. players fall down in the draft a little bit, and then the Cowboys will make a trade with someone that wants that player for next year's one. Yeah. You know, now I don't think McCarthy's going to be a big fan. Jay, uh, Mike McCarthy is going to be a big fan of trading next year's one when mm-hmm. we all know that he's got to win this year. Trading next year's one is not, yeah. that's not going to be the way. I think he, he, he wouldn't mind trading. He, I mean, he, I mean I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This year's number one yeah. pick for for two next year. He's not going to want that. He wouldn't mind trading next year's one to get another to get player. somebody else. That's, that's what yeah. I was thinking. I was like, maybe no, no, that's what. No, you No, no. I mean, I mean <laughs> to to get next year's number one pick and he trade now. Because then if he's sitting on, he's like, hey man, I got a new deal. I'm all right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can figure yeah. this out. <laughs> True. All right. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, I want to have Josh, Nick, and Nick Harris tell me their number one position of of interest going into the NFL Combine for the Cowboys because there's a lot to talk about going into Combine Week. And uh, we haven't had a lot of draft talk on this show just yet, so we're going to talk about it a little bit right after this with more Talking Cowboys. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJack black.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah 
Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. This segment of the show is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. We have a hodgepodge crew this morning. Nick Eatman, Josh Rodriguez, Nick Harris. I'm Kyle Yeomans with Chris Beam in the back. Got some text messages talking through what it would look like to be all in. Uh, Mike from Boston saying, all in would mean signing a difference maker at linebacker, bringing back Tyron Smith, drafting a center, and signing an above average running back. I'd take that. Check, 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 check. I was just checking the boxes, Sounds good, Mike. Yeah, you got a a job? You got a full-time gig? Mike, you say. Mike. (laughs) That's true. I wish Uh, Mike would call the show my, my show. He might be calling in the back. There's I wish somebody. he would. He said he loves storyline in this text message. He says, by I, the way, what up, Nick? I love storyline. Thank so you. Said. And I was I just wanted to call because like <laughs> I'm sitting on forty nine states. Of forty nine states have called the show. In Massachusetts it's the one? It's the one. That's so well strange. he listens. So Mike, if you're listening still tomorrow. Give him uh, a call. One, one o'clock. One uh, PM Central. Central. You could be the fiftieth state. Yep. Knock be, it out. Be number fifty. <laughs> have you gotten every country though? Every get country. I, you should get Isaiah. You should get All Isaiah. The Wait for that Turkish call tomorrow, tomorrow oh. one o'clock. You oh. should get Isaiah to call from uh, from um, what country? Kilimanjaro. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, that would be a first. Yeah, yeah. so you can knock that one out. Spell that. I mean, check it out. Yeah, check check the box. Do you know what country that is? Tanzania. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to tell you that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. No. Not at all. There's one guy. There's one guy that he's called from like four different countries. He's traveling. I think he's a photographer. That's awesome. And he, yeah, he's like he's moving around a little bit. So he, we keep checking the boxes. Different calls. That's awesome. Would you have known that before Isaiah went? Like, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm Damn. kind of a geography nerd. Oh, Sorry. look at really? you. Yeah. Sicko. Yeah, I really am. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really. Mark says if the Cowboys don't sign an outside free agent in the first two days of free agency, they did not go all in. Do you agree with that statement? I think that's fair. I do. I. I think it's fair, but I think you can still get, you can still get lucky. Sure, you know by getting, you know, the, when the deals, when the money starts going down a little bit, but it's going to be crazy. Anytime you have a major jump in the cap, it's going to the numbers are going to be really high. Yeah, yeah. Teams have money. Thirty million dollars more than last year. It's insane. <sighs> just to just to bring context into the equation, here are the cap numbers from twenty twenty. 198.2. And we're already from 2020, the COVID season, it's gone from 198.2 to 255.4. Yeah. I think I think it's it insane. actually hurts them. The I cap do. ballooning? I, it does. Because there's more teams below you that can have, have a chance to get better. And there's one team ahead of you that has a lot of cap problems, and that's the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And now they can help out a little bit. They can maybe sign some of their guys. Because I think if they keep their guys and the Cowboys keep their guys, the 49ers are still better. Sure. So, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it helps them that much. I don't, not that's, to be a downer on this. That's but. tough. I, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, it, it it's each situation has its own. Sure. Right? you got to take care of your own business. Yeah. And, and not 
it's almost like scoreboard watching, but you're scoreboard watching. Yeah. But you better win. Agency. You're right. right. You're right. It's one of those things. Like I need these three things to happen, but you have to win your game. You got to win your game first. You got to have your your best off season, anyways. And like Mike was just talking about on the text line, if you check those boxes, I think you feel really good about what what was the center uh, part of draft a center. Draft. He said draft a center, which that would be when you answer that question or ask that question about combine yeah to me i'll start at center for me just what happens at center i know everyone talks about the one player the six last name yeah yeah the law firm of jackson powers johnson (laughs) jackson powers johnson um but is there others are are there other so you you look at zach frazier out of west virginia now he won't he won't compete at combine he'll be there for interviews he broke his leg late in the season for west virginia but second round he's yeah uh, yeah or trade back and get him in the first right his name's starting to garner a lot of attention though because of the toughness aspect yeah tough like tough as nails glass eater just a guy who's gonna give you everything i I think an interesting center option would be christian haynes out of uconn Uh, he played guard for uh, the huskies up there in the northeast but uh, got a lot of reps at center during senior bowl he's showing that flexibility and he he's more than open to being a center at the next level talk to him about it in mobile Um, i I think that's a sneaky option for them to draft in the second round and then go ahead and, and place at center i think that would be huge for them are you okay drafting a center and replacing Tyler Biotish if that center is not taken in the first round, or does it have to be a first round? No, center? it doesn't have to be. I mean, I, I mean, just you a know. capable guy. Yeah, I don't think Biotish was. He wasn't ready as a rookie. No, he wasn't. So he was a fourth round pick. I mean, you get what you you get what you get. I mean, Frederick was ready as a first round pick, mm-hmm. and Biotish, you know, got there at some point. Um, but I'm, I don't know. I mean, like I remember they, they didn't like Lindenbaum, right? They thought he was too small. Yeah, Tyler Linderbaum. They they thought he was too small. He looked pretty big in the Pro Bowl in his Pro Bowl jersey. <laughs> his, and his when he wore his Pro shirt. Bowl jersey, yeah. he looked mm-hmm. kind of big in that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, kind of good there. Big pads. That was still that's still like out of the last five years of doing the draft show. That Tyler Linderbaum still one of my top pet. Yeah, you, yeah, you really I did like him. I loved Tyler Linderbaum, and certainly he slipped he's, to twenty five. He's worked out. Yeah, he's worked out. What's your number one position, Josh? I, I think it's. Obviously, it's linebacker for me, but I think that's really hard to tell in any sort of practice, combine, training camp situation. It's film. It's it, it ex- exactly. Um, it's really hard to judge based on drills with linebacker because it's such a mental aspect of the game. Um, but that's kind of my obvious go-to. It's like obviously we need the help at linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to throw in some linebacker names here. Edron Cooper out of Texas A&M. Uh, I think that's that's one guy that um, two scenarios. I think if he has a really good combine, um, that he could end up late first round, and that's a trade back scenario. Or um, you know, if he kind of stays at the the trend that he's at right now, you'd be lucky to see him slip to 56, but a comfortably a second round pick. Uh, some other guys, Jeremiah Tr- Jeremiah Trotter Jr. out oh of uh, Clemson. Yeah, I'm sorry, Brian Broadus guy, uh, Peyton Wilson out of North Carolina State. Now he's a guy that had a lot of injuries during his time with the Wolfpack. Uh, you talk about the injuries, go ahead and draft him in the second round. Yeah. But uh, he had two knee two knee injuries and a shoulder injury uh, during his time at North Carolina State, but stayed pretty healthy these last two years and uh, won the. Uh, uh, um, gosh, why am I blanking on the uh, Dick Buckus Award for the nation's uh, top linebacker this past season? You also got Cedric Gray out of North Carolina. That's a second, third round type pick, and your guy Junior Colson out of uh, yeah. uh, Michigan. I like but uh, another Michigan defender. Are you sure that no. I'm okay with riot? it? I'm okay with it. He's different. It's different. Yeah, okay. All right. We'll he's see. not an edge rusher. And he's not a defensive lineman. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I, I also haven't really given like up Colson. on Mozzie Smith either. Just for the record, I really I mean, like. Junior I haven't Colson. given up on Mozzie. 
Junior Colson's different. Yeah. That's a different player. He's NFL ready. Mozzie apparently wasn't. Yeah. Where Junior Colson, he can come in, he can play, play a thousand snaps next There's year. No, apparently totally about fine. it in my eyes, but it is what it is at this point. <laughs> Don't uh, scout the helmet, Cooper, everybody. Sorry, is Edrin Cooper an, a possibility? Like, do you think he makes it to. I don't think he makes it to 56. No. But I, I think if there's an opportunity where maybe the tackles go early and you don't like what the tackles might be shaping up at 24 and you would like to get that linebacker or the center, then you, you trade back six, seven spots and hope that one of those falls to you, whether it be a Zach Frazier or Edger. So your Can team you- trade back? If if the if the board falls the way it, it, it could, okay. there's yeah. there, I think there's a lot of scenarios. Right, and if there's the draft. a CD Lamb the that's dropping, you yeah. know, that you can't believe is sitting there, that you know, yeah, I think you got to go that route, especially if it's a position of need. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, I'm gonna say this about linebacker, and I've said this on on you know other shows before. They need to make it, in my opinion, they need to make a change in the you know philosophically at linebacker. If if they're gonna just keep getting these guys that run in the four five, four six range and they're they used to be safety at some point and they can play a lot in the nickel and they'd be good to have not liability, they can match up with tight ends, then that's fine. But there's the guards are still going to co- come right after them and try to knock them down. Yep. I mean, that's the problem. At some point, they need linebackers that have you know a little bit more meat on the bone that can go forward and and you know get in the hole and make a play. Yep. I mean, they they got to have that <laughs> yeah. and they more thumper at linebacker than they've had in the past. That's why I like Junior Colson from Michigan. He's a thumper. Well, that, He'll go downhill, and he's that. big, too. He's big. He's not a really a coverage guy, though. I'd be curious to ask you, te- you two guys this. This is kind of a BPA-type scenario, mm-hmm. best player available at 24. Laiatu Latu, I-, I think, is the best pass rusher, uh, natural pass rusher in this class. There's a scenario where he could fall to 24. He's a top 15 player in, in my rankings right yeah, now. Yeah, same, same as well. Yeah. Now, if he falls to 24 and the Cowboys take him, how do you feel about that? It's an edge rusher. Like, you don't need one that bad to take in the first round. But it's a guy that will be violent, and it's a guy that can really can I, rush Can I just be an old man I'll here. say his okay. one negative is run game. Okay. But, mm. this, is, this is the old man in me that's seen a lot of these drafts. If he is the best pass rusher in the draft, he will not be there at 24. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's There's just too many that's teams that will be fair. like, no, if he is yeah. really the best pass rusher, yeah. he, they just don't last that long. This is the opposite of our friend but, Mickey Spagnola saying, well, then why is he available? This is like he's not going to be available. <laughs> I remember that talk about Thibodeau. Where did he end up getting? Kayvon Thibodeau? Yeah. Like New York four. Giants. Yeah, it was like top but, five. Two or three. Right. Or but I remember, didn't the cow, one of the Cowboys said, 11 was that the year they had micah uh yes 10 or something like that i believe i feel like it was like what so. if he falls and it's like then he's yeah. not then yeah you know yeah. The then medicals, he got arrested i mean that's yeah. that's the problem there's there's a medical concern with Latu, and we'll find out more about it next week and yeah. he, he started his career at washington and um had a little bit of injury concerns there that kind of just phased him out that's of that program why he would drop that would be why he would drop he had and to also, medically retire from washington and then went back to UCLA, got a second opinion. They said, you're okay, and then became one of the best pass rushers in college football. And I want to emphasize, mm. I don't think he's the best edge in the class. I think he's the best pass rusher okay. in the class. And I think there's a couple of edges that could be above him just based on priority. Yeah. Right. But Thibodeau was at five, by the way. He was taken at the fifth overall pick. That was the... Uh, um, Amari Cooper draft? No, Tyler Smith oh, draft. Oh, Tyler Smith draft. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that, that was, was twenty. Yeah. Oh, was that draft? Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Twenty-two. I thought sorry. He was in the mix for, for something. I thought it was like, what if he falls? I guess not. 
Yeah, I don't. He was. I mean, he fell from initially. Whenever Thibodeau was was coming out, they thought he was by far and away going to be the number one overall pick. And to be honest, the number one overall pick in that draft probably should have been Sauce Gardner or Aiden Hutchinson. Both of those guys have been fantastic because Trayvon Walker hasn't done anything, Derek Stingley Jr. hasn't done anything, and Kayvon Thibodeau's been meh all the way through. So yeah, Uh, but yeah, there you go. I mean, like Tyler Smith, like. Where does he rank in those in that first round, like top ten? Easily, absolutely, easily, easily. top ten. Yeah, I think he, if you redraft that, he probably goes top five. If you want to throw in positional value, uh, that draft out of the first round picks, the only players that have made a Pro Bowl are the two I mentioned: Hutchinson, Gardner, and then uh, Kyle Hamilton from Baltimore. He he made a Pro Bowl. Tyler Smith, Tyler Linderbaum, and Jermaine Johnson. Wow, I Linderbaum. just think. I love Jermaine Johnson too. He was fun. Oh, Talk yeah. about Senior Bowl making money. That's he did. That was, he made yeah, that's money. the thing about two. You know, f- since 2010, and that's what, that we're talking like 14 drafts now. Mm-hmm. Two two first rounders did, that the Cowboys have taken in the first round did not make the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. One of them was Mo Claiborne. The other one was Taco Charlton. You know, and Tyler Smith. You know, Tyler Smith was one until he made it the, this year. You know, yeah. I, they, it just goes in. Uh, obviously, Mozzie's in there too. Mozzie, sure. the third one. Um, but, but I just think the body of work of what this, you know, the draft is. It's really easy to look at last year's draft and go, man, you know, that was terrible. Yeah, and and so far it has been. Cause yep. they, but I, I think that their body of work has been amazing, especially when the high picks, those first round picks. And if you don't think they're talking about that on the opposite side of the building and saying we we might have missed on some guys instant impact wise last year, we need to find some instant impact this year. I guarantee they're having those conversations. Yeah. That's that's probably they're getting an extra third round pick and a guy named Overshone who yeah. who just didn't play last year. That's exactly you know? right. All right, that does it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Nick, Josh, thanks for stopping yeah. by. Of course, you need a little. A little pick me up, little help. Yeah. yeah, appreciate it. Nick had it all. He was going to carry course. the whole show. He got, he yeah. had the whole thing rolling. He can carry this thing. I, uh, I will <laughs> say there was a lot of relief when you two walked in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For Chris Beam, for Nick Harris, Nick Eatman, Josh Rodriguez, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from Talking Cowboys. Come on, Nick. Come, Come on, Nick. Come on. Come on. Yeah. 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 Let's go. We'll see you. This next has week. been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!